We're in the middle of the idea how Yidin are higher than Mazel, which means that with Shusim, with Mitzvahs, whatever the Mazel is, whatever the stars or anything indicate, uh, you can override. So it brings another story. From the story of Shmuel as well, we know Ein Mazel Yisrael Yidin are not controlled by the Mazelis. Why the Shmuel va'avlit Shmuel and a goyish uh, uh, wise man, his name was Avlit. Have a They were sitting down. They had a conversation, and uh, there were people passing by, going to the swamp to chop wood. Amrli Avlit the Shmuel. Avlit told Shmuel, "Hi, Gavra. You see that guy over there? Ozen v'leyosi." He's going to go to work. He's not going to return. A snake will bite him. And he's going to die. If he's a Jew, he's going to come back. Your predictions, the fact that you could see in the stars does not mean anything regarding a Jew. Right? They had a long, deep conversation. And they were basically there for the whole work day. In the conversation, and uh, the guy went to chop some wood and he managed to come back. So Avlit was shocked, it doesn't make sense. Come, Avlit, Avlit got up, he asked him, Can you please throw off the your 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 load? Let me check it, let me inspect you. Yeah, so he found a snake. The Pasik Vishadi Vitati Guvi that was chopped in half and he was he was in two pieces. He was he had a whole load of bamboos. He was he was he was uh, chopping in the swamp and he he saw there a, a, a while he was chopping it, he chopped the snake in half as well. So obviously the snake was meant to kill him, as Avlid has seen in the stars, but for some reason the plan didn't work and he chopped him. So Amalai Shmuel might have this. Tell me the secret. What did he do? Which mitzvah did he do? Because obviously, because of a mitzvah, a schus, you overrode what the stars were saying. Armada, he said like this. Call game every day. We would put the bread together. In other words, everyone would bring from home some bread. We're all poor guys, hard workers. Don't have a lot of money. So we say like this. Everyone bring your bread from home. Put it in the basket. And then we'll divide it evenly amongst everyone. So that, that was our minik. And then we eat. Uh, today, I realized that one of the guys, one of the group, they're not bringing any bread. And I knew I have a commixa, he's going to get embarrassed. I said right away, I'm going to do the collection today. I'm going to get up. I'm going to put things into the basket. It's my turn. I'm volunteering today. Fine. You want to go ahead? When I reached this guy that I knew has no bread, I made as if when I stretched out my hand, I put it into the basket as if I took something from him. They shouldn't get embarrassed. told Shmuel back to this person, mitzvah, you did a mitzvah and that saved your life. So Shmuel went out and he taught. Stalker saves from death. Not just from the fact that it should be a, a, a strange death, a, a, not, a not respectful death, 
Elomisa actually saves you from death alone. So not only was he saved from getting bit by a snake and he would not say, I don't know what, just uh, fall down and pass away, just, just like that. No, the fact that he did Sadaka took away the actual zero of death. So the Pasuk itself, he might have touched that it's going to make sure that a person dies in a respectful, peaceful way. No, it could save a person from death from death whenever he, when he was meant to die in an earlier stage. He could be saved from that through Tzedakah. So a similar story, you Rabbi Akiva Nami, you know a story from Rabbi Akiva, that ain't mazal, he's throw the Eden and not controlled by the mazalus. The Rabbi Akiva, Avali, brought to Rabbi Akiva, had a daughter, Amalei Kaldoi, the stargazers told him, the astrologers told him, how young with the day died of the big nun, when she's going to go into the chupa, she's going to get married. Tarek lechivya, a snake will bite her, and she's going to die. Fine. However, the Igamil Satuva, he was very worried about this. I mean, again, the fact that we say, ain't mazali Yisrael, doesn't mean what they're saying is nothing. It means that we could override it. So he was very worried. What's going to happen? How he aimed at that day, Shekalto, this his daughter took off, Limachbanto, to, um, let me just see the exact translation. It's like a bow in her, in her head, a pin in her head. She took off her in her hair. Um, she took her, her, what do you call it? A bro- a brooch, brooch. What do you call it? It's, it's like a pin. They call it, it depends how you do it. Okay. So she took her pin and it does the She stuck it in a hole in the wall, just, you know, for the night, to keep it for the night. And, uh, and it happened. It got stuck right into the eyes of the snake. The tzavr in the morning, when she started pulling out her pin, See, all of a sudden, it's getting it's a long thing attached to it. It was a long snake, a dead snake, obviously, attached to her pin. Her father told him, I have this. What did you do as a mitzvah that, will, uh, that saved you? She told him, There was a poor man that came in the middle of the chasm. He was, he was standing by the door. Everyone was busy with the meal with the chasm. No one heard no one paid attention. I got up. Shakalti Lenis Tenoya took my portion, the obviously that you gave me. Yahavitani and I gave it to him. I, I didn't eat anything by the chasana. He ate it instead of me. Oh, Malasi, he told her, Mitzvah, this he did a mitzvah. Navigar Bekiva, the daughter Shemkiva went out and he said, It's talk of Tatsan and Mavis. Not just from a strange death, from unusual death, from actual death. It makes that a person should not die if, if there was the, the decree in him. Fine. We also know that Ein Mazal Yisrael, the Eden are not controlled by the, by the Mazalis. The Imei, the Rav Nachman by Yitzchak, his mother, Amrile Kaldoi, the astrologist told her, Brich Kanvavo, your child will be a Ganif. Now she was very afraid. So she did not let him to uncover his head. No, this again, there was no mitzvah or chiyuv. Or Minnig, or everyone had a Yamulka. The Tamid Chachamim did. They would have a Glima, a Reishe, they would have something covering the head the whole time, but most people didn't necessarily uh, cover their head. So she told him to cover his head the whole time, that he should always have Yiddish that he shouldn't come to steal. Amrla, she told him, Kasi Reishe, first of all, covering your head. Kehechi, in order that the Havu Allah, he should have Aim Sadishmaya Yiddish 
But don't just rely on that. The boy Rachami also Davin Tanshim. Davin that you should actually have enough Yiddish to hold you back from your nature. They didn't know why she's telling him this. He should never told him the secret of what the astrologist said about him. But he should just say, you know, make sure you cover your head and make sure you daven. That you should always have Yiddish mind. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll trust you, mommy. I'll do it. But, you know, he didn't know why. One day when he's already an older, I don't know what, the Yeshiva Bachar or Tamit Chochem, I don't know, or Reb, I don't know exactly what. Yosef Kogodis, he was sitting and learning two Siddiqla under a palm tree. And it was not his palm tree. It was someone else's palm tree. It was the wind or something. And his cloth, his talus, his yam, which was, that's how they covered their head. His cloth fell off his head. And at the moment, Dalian, he lifted his head, he lifted his eyes. I guess the catch maybe is his uh, head covering. And all of a sudden he sees the palm tree with dates and it's very tasty dates. And it's not his... And at the moment, such a strong Yitzhak, he got up on the palm tree and passed the kibura b'tshine. He detached the whole cluster of dates with his teeth. That's how strong his Yitzhak was. So then he realized how strong of a Yitzhak he has and how much it saved him to have this yamukah, this Yitzhak to, to stop him from, uh, from, from, from stealing. So uh, after that, I guess, uh, since he's not the only person that might have such a nature, so it became a minig, and then later, that Rebbe writes that today, it's already a chiyu, because since it's a, something which Yidin particularly have, and that is a distinction between them and Goyim, so then it becomes like something of that you must uh, do it in order that you should, you should look like a Yidin, not like a Goy. Fine. So that's where it comes from. So we see three stories over here. Hayidin override what the signs of the stars, they're not controlled by that. Although it's true, it shows in certain natures that people could have, but you're not, um, what, do you, what do you call it? You're not, you're not, you don't have to be, you're not controlled by that, you could override it by mitzvahs. Okay, clear? Next. Next Mishnah is continuing about preparing for animals. And he gets involved in the Machlaikis, put in a few places between Yehuda and Reb Shimon. Machlaikis, there's such a thing called Muktza, which basically means if you have something, usually Muktza that we know is, if something is not fit for a certain use, if something is not designated for a keli, it's not edible, so that's Muktza. However, what if something wasn't fit for use and then it became fit for use? Do I say that since in the beginning of Shabbos I did not think that I'm going to use it, therefore it's not allowed to be used in the end of Shabbos as well, the continuation of Shabbos as well, or no? Then it wasn't fit and now it's fit. So the Mishnah says like this, you're allowed to cut gourds, pumpkins, whatever it is in front of an animal, which is typically human food, man's food, so that's one thing that although it's designated for man, still you can give it to an animal. And a, 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 a carcass, a, a, a dead animal, you could cut in front of uh, the dogs, which you did. we're talking about the animal died on Shabbos. So in the beginning of Shabbos, it wasn't intended for animal animals' consumption. It was intended that after Shabbos, I'll shecht it, and it'll be used for human consumption. And all of a sudden on Shabbos, it, it died. And now it changed its status. Now it's fit for animals' consumption. But it wasn't in the beginning of Shabbos. So do I say 
that it stays muhtza, it stays out of the, the, my mind and I don't intend to, to use it for the animals, or no, now it's fit, so now I can use it. So Tanakama says, you're allowed to, now it's fit, now you can use it. If it wasn't dead before Shabbos, Asura is not allowed. Because it's not ready, it's not meant, it's not designated for animals, it's meant for humans. And therefore it's muktza. So this is one of the examples of that type of machlaikas between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon about muktza. So we're now going to have different amiroyim, which each one passes differently. Some passing like Rabbi Yehuda, some passing like Rabbi Shimon. We have three and three. Which that also makes it more confusing when it comes to halacha. But yeah, okay. Says the Gemara like this: Itmar, we have learned. Aral, Ain Reish Lamed. Those are the three Amiroyim which say that halacha is like a Yehuda, and Shachaz. That's the three Amiroyim which say that halacha is like a Shimon. So let's see. Amar Ula. That's the Ayin. Halacha like a Yehuda. So somebody raised the next line. Shmuel argues on, on him and he says halacha like a Shimon. Fine. So Ula clearly said that if something was not ready in the beginning of Shabbos, you cannot use it afterwards. Now we know from a story that happened that he holds that things that were muksa in the beginning of Shabbos are muksa for the entire Shabbos. What's the story? So Rashi explains there were mats that were used to cover the cargo on a ship, and uh, I guess on Shabbos, they changed their mind, and they decided to use it to sit down on it. So it wasn't designated to sit down on it at the beginning of Shabbos. It was designated for something which you don't have any use for it on Shabbos. If it's on the cargo, you can't even sit on top of it, you're going to fall off. So it, there's no use whatsoever for what it was intended for. And then on Shabbos, you changed your mind, so on Shabbos, it's it's fit for use. So Rav said, you're not allowed to use it. Rav also, Shmuel Shari. Rav said, no, you're not allowed to use those mats. And Shmuel said, you are allowed to use those mats. So, um, so we saw from the situation, from the story that Rav holds, that Allah is like Rabbi Yudha and Shmuel holds that Allah is like Rabbi Shimon. Um, fine. Va'af Levi, that's the lament. Levi was the same age as Rav, Shmuel, and Levi. They were all, uh, um, Rav and Levi, uh, at least, were Talmudim of Rabbi Yehuda and Nasi. Va'af Levi, Savar Allah, Rabbi Yehuda. How do we know that? Ki'od Levi, Levi, Kabumaisi, Trefis, Olekamebi, Yemotom. If they would bring a shaylo to him on Yom Tiv, they shechted an animal on Yom Tiv, and all of a sudden they open it up, and they find a question whether it's Tref or Kosher, and they would bring it to the rabbi. So he said, one second, come with me. Yeah, so they have a chazal. He wouldn't look at it. He would stay by the bin, by the by the garbage. Yeah, the Omar, because he would say, Maybe I'm going to see that it's treif, and then you cannot give it to dogs today. Why not? Because it was not intended for dogs before, it was intended for human consumption, and now it became fit for dogs. So it's it's muksa gomer. I can't give it to the dogs. I have to throw it in the bin immediately. But Shmuel Amar no alochik Rabbi Shimon. Why he said it clearly? Vavzini also saw alochik Rabbi Shimon. 
How do we move that? It's not going to the bright in the Mishnah. Behemoth Shemason Yomtiv. Lazy Zenim. Zidi explained the Behemoth Kodoshim. This must be that the animal was like a carbon, a designated for a carbon, and therefore it's not fit for any use. But if it would be regular chulin, you'd be able to move it because you could give it to an animal. So obviously it holds that all, although before Yom Tiv was meant for humans, and now it's meant for animals, it's not muktzah. So he obviously holds like Rabbi Shimon. This is Shin Ches Zayin or Shin Zayin Ches Shmuel Zayiri and Yoichonon. So yes, they made it the Ches to be more obvious. Those are the three Amiroim which say Allah Shim. Says the Gimorde, Omiyomer Abichan and Nochi. Did Rabichan and say that Allah is like Rabshimin? Vehomer Abichan and Abichan and said Allah is Tam Mishnah. If you have a Mishnah without a name, the Allah is like that Mishnah. And Utnan, we learned, You may not chop wood from beams, which are designated for building. Even if it broke on Yom Tov. So it's not designated for, for building anymore. But since at the beginning of Yom Tov was designated for building, so then you're not allowed to use it on Yom Tov. And that's a Mishnah without a name. So Rabbi Yechonon must pass him like that. And that follows Rabbi Yehuda. That since in the beginning of Yom Tov, I did not intend to use it. It's not allowed for the entire Yom Tov. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yechonon, Ahuka, Rabbi Yehusi, Barihuda, Masnili. Rabbi Yechonon's version of the Mishnah is that the Mishnah concludes, These are the words of Rabbi Yehusi, Barihuda. And therefore, it's not a Stam Mishnah. It's not a Stam Mishnah. He doesn't have to pass like that. Now, interesting enough, although we pass like Rabbi Shimon, we pass like this Mishnah. We pass like Rabbi Shimon with some exceptions, and this is one of them. That we say this falls into the category of hisorin kiss, things that with a very strong, uh, you're very particular that you will not use it on yomtiv for anything else because you want to guard it for the building. You don't want it to get chipped or anything, and therefore, then we agree that even if it changed status on yomtiv, you're not allowed to use it because it was as if you actively dismissed it from use. You set it aside and you said, I don't want to use it because it's for the building. I don't want it to get damaged. So then if it changes on Yom Tov, you're not allowed to use it. But the Gemara here still, uh, Tesis actually is troubled by that because Tesis is the one who said that we do pass like this Mishnah. And therefore he's troubled. How do we know that Rabbi Yichanan doesn't agree with this Mishnah? He gives an explanation. But so we said that Rabbi Yichanan holds that it's not a Stam Mishnah. Um, okay. We could continue, maybe. Um, Toshma, we learned in a Bryson. Maschilin ba'arei mastevin. You're allowed to start on Yom Tiv, uh, to use a straw for fire. Avaloi be'etim shema mukta. But if you have would set aside for later, seemingly for later on, for the for the winter, to use it for firewood, then you're not allowed to take it out on Yom Tiv because it was set aside for later, which that's like, uh, that's like Rabbi Yehuda. That's like Rabbi Yehuda. Says the Gemara, Hossam, Zir, 
We're talking about cedar wood. It's not set aside for fire. It's set aside for building. And there, I feel Rabbi Shimon Moide. Rabbi Shimon agrees that if it was set aside in a way that you, you, you don't want it to get damaged because it's, it's, it's valuable, then it's mukta even after the status changes. Now, why didn't we explain that earlier when we spoke about the beams? It, may, it could be that actually after this raya that we brought, that uh, it's actually a Mishnah, so not a raya, it's a Mishnah, that's the whole question. It's a Stam Mishnah. And here there's no Rabbi Yishib Yehuda. And here it clearly says he can't use the wood. Says the Gemara, no, that Mishnah is talking about chesrin kiss. It's set aside for a building and therefore it's valuable that you don't want to, you, you, you as if actively decided not to use it on Yom Tif. And therefore, even a even a Bichanan, even a Shimon agrees, even a Bichanan agrees. And seemingly that could answer us the last Mishnah as well. Now we could leave the last Mishnah that even if it's not Mishnah, Rabbi Yechanan could agree because it's Muqsimach Meschesur and Kis. Okay, but that, leave that aside. Fine. Let's stop over here. It's going to continue a bit more. We'll continue tomorrow, Mitzvah So to summarize, we learned about Ein Mazali Yisrael. Not tomorrow, I'm sorry, Sunday. Sunday. Um, so Ein Mazali Yisrael. That Yidin are not controlled by the stars. That if they do a mitzvah, they could override whatever the stars predict. So he brought a story from Shmuel, that Shmuel was sitting with a wise man and he saw a guy going to chop bamboos in the swamp. And this, uh, this wise boy told uh, Shmuel, he's going to die. He's going to get bit by a snake. And uh, bitten by a snake. And, and then he came back. Shmuel told him before, if he's a Jew, he, he, don't, he, have no, he can't say what's going to happen to him. So he came back and said, give me your load. And he saw a snake chopped in half. What happened? So Shmuel asked him, which mitzvah did you do? So he said that they would, all the workers would chip in some bread and they would divide it evenly. One guy that day didn't have any bread, so he, he volunteered to collect the bread. He made as if he took some bread from him, and therefore the person was not embarrassed. Good, so he, he was saved through this token. The same happened with Rabbi Akiva's daughter, that this astrologist said that she's going to die by the night of her chuppah by a snake. And it came the chasana, and she gave a portion to a poor man. And then at night, she took the pin from her here and she put it into the wall. It poked the snake in the eye. She pulled it out in the morning and, and she realized she was saved by this mitzvah that she did. And Amnachim as well, the astrologist said that he's going to be a Ganev. And his mother covered his head and told him, uh, always keep your head covered and always daven. And uh, one time it slipped off his head and he saw a palm tree with a cluster of dates which didn't belong to him. And he climbed up the palm tree. He, he, tore, he tore up the cluster with his teeth. And that's how he realized which nature he had and how much he needed the Yerushalayim to stop him from that. And then we started discussing about something which in the beginning of Yom Tov, which not, was not intended for a particular use. And then afterwards it became fit for that particular use. So the main example is an animal that died. So it was originally intended for human consumption and now it's intended for animals consumption. Could I cut it in front of the animals? Rabbi Shimon says, yes, because now it's fit. Rabbi Huda says, no, it wasn't fit in the beginning of Yom Tif. So you have three Amiroim Paschal like Rabbi Huda, that's uh, Ula, Rav, and, and Levi. And you have three Amiroim Paschal like Rabbi Shimon, that's Shmuel, Zeiri, and Rabbi Hanan. 
Now with Rabbi Yechonon, we're getting into trouble. Because Rabbi Yechonon also holds Allah is Stam Mishnah. And later we find Stam Mishnah is fitting with Rabbi Yehuda. So he has to explain each one of them why it doesn't fit with Rabbi Yehuda. So we already reached one exception. Where Rabbi Shimon also agrees that things that were muks in the beginning of Yom Tev are muks for the entire Yom Tev. And that is Chisor and Kis. If it was set aside actively for a valuable use, so then I, I, as if actively said, I do not want to use it for anything else because it's going to damage it. And then even, even if it breaks on Yom Tev and therefore it's not, it's not fit for that original use anymore, since I be a dying as if I actively dismissed it from use, I actively set it aside for a use which would get damaged if I, if I use it temporarily for anything else. Therefore, it's, it's moved to even according to the machine.